1: Welcome to Circa. In Circa Unlocked, you'll get to know some of the incredible Circa concierges who are your friends to ask anything anywhere in the world. They've got incredible recommendations for best food experiences and hidden gems, and they're excited to share them with you. If you want to find out more, go to circatravel.com and download the Circa app. In Circa, that's spelled C-E-R-C-A, you'll find maps, notes, and pictures plus immersive guides to the most interesting places in the world, and the best travel podcasts, including this one. Plus, you'll be able to chat with a Circa concierge yourself. So, put your headphones on, sit back, and let's see what our friends have in store for us. Circa. Love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it.
2: Okay, so my name is Alison Isambert. Um, my background is in art, um, and it's a real pleasure to be able to show even somebody that lives here the um, the beauty of their city. And as an ambassador to Paris, I love to share everything that I know as well.
1: Hi, Neil here. On this mini-series of Unlocked, we're going to Paris. Our guide once again is Alison Isambert, a Circa concierge who specializes in food and art in beautiful Paris. In this episode, we wander with her for 24 hours and ask Allison all about the big five things to do if you're pressed for time. You can chat with Alison too, or any of Circa's amazing concierges around the world in the Circa app. So let's unlock Paris. I've just arrived, so I want the full, the full Allison 24 hours in, in Paris. So wh- okay. where, where would you take me? What would you, we do? Where would we visit?
2: So I have a tour called the Great Paris Layover, and it's basically designed for people that have one day in the city. Sometimes people that are staying in the city for many days will actually do this tour as well because they don't have a lot of time or uh, they might be there because a loved one is uh, working and only has a very limited amount of time available. So basically the first thing that I do with somebody that comes into the city for for one day is um, take them to the Eiffel Tower. That's number one. If you don't take someone to the Eiffel Tower, the entire day they're going to wonder when they're going to the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) You got to know right away though, if you need to get up close or if you want to go to the most iconic area, which would be the Trocadero. Trocadero is where you get the best pictures. In fact, if you go nice and early in the morning, you'll see a lot of photographers there with um, people getting wedding pictures and um, personal photo shoots. Uh, From there, I like to take people over to the Arc de Triomphe. It's another one of the major monuments of the city. We like to go down underneath it so that you get a chance to really see how monstrously huge this is. Um, And you can have a really nice direct view in both directions. One direction you'll see La Défense. La Défense is the financial district of Paris. And in the other direction, you go down Champs-Élysées. From there, I like to take people down to the Louvre. Uh, which is also absolutely iconic. But if we can, if they're you know, if if they uh, have enough mobility and don't have any issues, I'll stop at Place de la Concorde, uh, which is famous because this is where the Obelisk is. The Obelisk sits on the exact location of where uh, Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette were beheaded. Uh, so it's always fun to see real history places. Uh, Then we take a walk down the Tuileries Gardens. So you get a chance to see one of the famous gardens of Paris to the Louvre Pyramid. From the Louvre Pyramid, I like to take people over to Ile de la Cité, which is really the heart of the city. Uh, There's a lot of things very historic there, including Pont Neuf, my favorite bridge. We have the Conciergerie and Saint-Chapelle and um, Notre-Dame, of course. From Notre-Dame, I like to walk over to... Uh, the Left Bank which would be the Latin Quarter see um, Shakespeare and Company iconic for writers and readers out there Amazing! and if there's enough time I like to take people up to Montmartre as well so that they can see both the Moulin Rouge and sacre Coeur. that's the perfect day and don't forget the food
1: That's that's a lot of walking. What's, my stomach's rumbling at lunchtime. Like, where, where I would you we go?
2: Well, people always say to me, um, you know, oh, my God, the food is so rich and I'm eating so much. And I tell them, you're walking so much, you're going to be surprised when you go home that you're not going to have gained anything. And sure enough, when they get home, they text me and say, like, you're right. So it's <laughs> it's great. You know, you, you work it off.
1: Definitely. I get the same feeling when friends come here. Because we rarely yeah. take public transport, but we're eating tapas all day. and
2: <laughs> Like that's a bad thing. Exactly. The best.
1: <laughs> Where would you go for dinner?
2: My restaurant choices are always changing. But for somebody that hasn't been into town before, depending on the season it is, I have a few standard places that I like to send people of course, everybody wants to go to Bistro Bert, which is iconic for their um, their steak with pepper sauce. Um, but a, a lot of people don't know that Le Bon Georges is also just as old as Paul Bert, and it's a little easier to get into, and the food might be even a little bit better, to tell you the truth. For somebody like, um, you know, if they're gluten-free, um, I like to send them to... Uh, Breeze Cafe, which is a uh, crepe, uh, crepe restaurant, they're usually located in really fun areas that uh, add to your walking experience before or after. But they do have gluten free uh, crepes, which is really nice. But something we don't really have in the United States is savory crepes. And so having a savory crepe for dinner, and then a sweet one to follow is like a really fun treat. Another one of the really fun restaurants I like to send people to is called Le Soufflé. Because, again, uh, you know, in America, we're used to chocolate souffle, but here they have like a steak and mushroom souffle. So there's all kinds of really neat savories. Uh, If they've been here and done all of the tourist stuff before, then we get to get into the good stuff. There are more Michelin restaurants in Paris than anywhere in the world. Also along with those chefs is that they generally speaking have got a secondary restaurant that's a little bit more affordable and just as good. Uh, So my favorite place is just around the corner, and I'm not giving it away because that's (laughs) one of the reasons why uh, wonderful people come out and see me and use my services. But um, I do recommend also, like tonight, I'm going to have fondue.
1: We're going to get a message in the next couple of days from someone asking you about your secret restaurant Let's, because that's going to happen.
2: (laughs) I, I can't wait. I love questions. That's one of the things that's nice about... Working with people before they get here is to kind of understand it's like, oh, you know, like I said, oh, it's somebody gluten-free. Oh, it's somebody that's a vegan. Oh, it's somebody, you know, it's like it's always really nice to learn more about someone so that I can cater an experience and give them restaurant recommendations that are really gonna work for them.
1: Yeah, this is the hard part. If it whether you do all of these things or or none of them, the one the one thing that you urge people to do no matter how touristy or or not what's what's the one must see
2: you have to see the eiffel tower you have to i like to encourage people to see it at um two different times one is during the day and at that time i usually recommend trocadero Uh, Trocadero just you get better pictures you have to be a little bit farther away from the tower because it's so huge if you get up close to it you can't get a picture of you with it Trocadero is perfect for that because you get a really nice picture of you with the Eiffel Tower but um, I love to recommend that people take the night cruises Um, if you schedule it for at least a half hour after sunset you will catch the, um, the light show And so it's really nice to be on a boat underneath the Eiffel Tower when the lights are going off. You have the best view that there is. It's not obstructed or anything. And there's usually a live guide that will tell you a little bit about it as well. But it's really magical to spend those moments on the quiet river and um, see everything lit up.
1: Somebody said that the best place in Paris is the, is the Eiffel Tower for two reasons. One is the view of the city and the other is it's the only place you can't see the Eiffel Tower.
2: Yes. Yeah. A very famous writer said that. It's pretty funny. Uh, it, 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 there's a love-hate relationship with everything in Paris. Um, the, um, they have a history of not liking things until they love it.
1: Thanks for listening to Unlocked. If you're traveling to Paris, you can contact us directly through the Circa app, and who knows, maybe you can get some personal one-on-one advice from Alison just for you. She's such an amazing, knowledgeable guide. She'll help you so much, and she's fun too. Check out the show notes for all of her socials and a link to TowerToBridgeTours.com. Circa, love the world you live in